Sigma Man Theories Podcast. Let's get on with it, y'all. Let's go. Let's go. We can relax, 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 have fun, have fun, fun. Get a good laugh, 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 Get information, information, and enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. I, I, I need to do what I do. Hey, good day, good day. How's it going? How's it going? And everybody, hope you're being safe out there for the Fourth of July weekend. And this is your host, Nigel McKnight. Of Sigma Male Diaries. Ladies and gentlemen, I have three uh, segments that I want to discuss, but we can talk about the topics in any order, form, shape, or fashion that you would like for those of you who would like to participate. But um, recently, it's been a viral video going around in regards to a single mom supposedly putting her um, baby daddy on blast for bringing uh, McDonald's for only his child as well as Roe v. Wade and reparations. Um, The question I had asked is, what does all this have in common? And, you know, from all the things that I've gathered, all the information, all the input, um, it basically goes into a portion of the dynamics of African-American families. Um, The success rate, children born out of wedlock, um, black men and women still being advantaged as far as the system in regards to systemic racism, uh, racism, um, supremacy, things of that nature. Um, the reason why I felt compelled to discuss all these things in one uh, talk is because it has a great significance pertaining to, let's say, success and or growth within the dynamics of the African-American communities and the households, right? So I will just basically start off with the um, the single mother in regards to the baby father only bringing, you know, only his child, supposedly. Let's say that this was, in, you know, in fact, a real uh, scenario, which it has happened before. Uh, many men would actually agree to that. However, most women would probably contest to it because of the feeling of being entitled, uh, having expectations. Um, This being in your own self-truth in regards to what a man is, what a man should be, what a man should do. Um, The reason why I felt that this was a great um, topic to discuss, and I'm glad that it actually had went viral, because a lot of men have been disadvantaged in regards to, let's say, seeing their children or participating in their children's lives, right? And a lot of men would also agree to the fact that, now, I don't feel as if a man should not see his child solely because of how the mother acts, but it has a great impact on the relationship of that said father and child, though. So that's why... In most cases, men, basically, we move in, in rationale and logic, whereas, and I explained this today in regards to the statement that I made on my post in Facebook, I mean, excuse me, on the post that I had made on, on Facebook, right, that women are more, and I would say somewhat irrational when it comes to, like, 
co-parenting when the mother and the father isn't together, like they're in two separate households, where a man thinks more logically rational, though, because there have been times where as a man could be in a relationship with the woman, a single mother that had kids, you know, stuff like that prior to him meeting her. And they will, in fact, break up for whatever reason. But she still feel entitled of his prior obligations. Now, why is that a problem? Well, first off, number one, it's a problem because you have to learn in most in most cases that this is how it would traditionally goes. You know, a woman, she's a wife first before she's anything else when it comes to a man and a woman. She's a wife first and then secondly, she's a mother. Well, unfortunately, in our community, women are mothers first before they are wives. So when you have more baby showers than weddings, more gender reveals than weddings, that's a big problem. Now... A lot of women said that, hey, Nigel, you're always talking down on women. I said, well, if you can uh, debunk my truths, the truth, the objective truth is this isn't theory. This is rational and logical information. Then you can come back and say something because that right there shows and proves that you cannot and will not accept accountability. Now, it's crazy that a woman can hold a man accountable for all men. Like, you niggas ain't shit, in colloquial terms, okay? You niggas are, are, you niggas is this, you niggas is that. You know what I mean? You ain't a real man. A real man is this and that. Like, they will put a man in a specific category based on that particular woman's needs and or wants. And I will also include desires. And this is why I say it's more irrational far as that form of thinking than it is for a man knowing that he has to create and generate his wealth though women are born with their wealth whether it's beauty whether it's how they shape whether you know i mean regardless of the fact you know men have to work for their their value it's not given to us a man can't get in the club and have free drinks and all this stuff because he's a nice looking guy but a woman can't a, a woman isn't going to just walk up to a man because she forgot her card or her wallet, you know, and he pays for her groceries or whatever the case is. Men aren't going to do that for women. I mean, women aren't going to do that for men. So when you look at this whole equality thing, right, why is that such a big deal? It's a big deal to me because it, it's looked at in a wrong sense. Men are men. Women are women. We have two different natures. And I mean... It may suck far as how a woman may see it, but in reality, the value of a man and the value of a woman obviously are different, you know, they're, they're determined differently. Okay? So when you look at this whole scenario of, of entitlement, that's a sense of overvaluing oneself to be so deserving of another man's time, attention, energy, effort, and financial resources when he doesn't have any obligations to you but that one child. So, the question is this, is a man wrong though for only providing for his child even though he dated a single mother and is no longer together with, you know, they're no longer a couple, should that man still maintain those obligations? And if he should do those type of things in all rationale, why should he? Every day my baby daddy come here with one meal for my child but i have 
three other kids. We have one kid together, but he only want to come and bring one thing to McDonald's. But what about my other kids? How come you can't feed my other kids at McDonald's though? Like that's bogus as hell. Like you're not finna sit here and make my other kids feel left out and you're only bringing one child something to eat. Look, there he go. And I bet you he only got one thing in there. I bet you he don't even... I'm finna expose somebody. See, that man feel obligated to provide for another man's legacy when he has his own. And that's why I say that when you come at it from an irrational standpoint, well, I feel as if he should do this because I have these many kids and he should have brought enough for all of them, not just one. What did you mean? It really is. It ain't more than, it ain't more than enough food in that bag for everybody. What's up? Because I'm finna expose you. What? Because that don't look that don't look enough for all my kids. That don't look enough for all my kids. What is that? That's just one burger, one burger, one fry. What he like? What do you mean? Okay, what about my other kids? What about your other kids? Young, they ain't my okay, but them your kids' siblings though. Them my kids, them your kids' siblings though. So, what you so he finna, my other kids finna be left out. You didn't feed them. You know I don't get my food stamps to the seven. Lisa, how is that my problem? But if you're trying to help out, though, you're I, not I'm helping not, out. I'm not trying to help. I'm trying to help my son. My but child. how are you helping your son when you're only getting kid for, food for just him and not the other kids, his siblings? Lisa, you have Them are his siblings, Lisa, though. How many men out there aren't even taking care of just that one child? So you have to be in the mindset of being grateful. You know, they did have a saying back in the day. A piece of man is better than no man. He's in front of all his other siblings and they're well, not eating no McDonald's. No, why do I gotta put... Bring it back to the car. I'll let no, go. no, I'll no. He's not finna eat that shit at all if you can't bring enough for everybody. Lisa, so you telling me that I gotta bring my son food? I gotta bring your kids food too now? That's yes. You sound fucking dumb. How is that dumb? You That's sound dumb. Have, you sound dumb. Where are they daddies at? Nobody told you to talk to them other you had them other kids. Them, them your responsibility. They're not my responsibility. Okay, but if you're going to bring one, you need to bring it for all. Please, please, How do that look that I'm letting one child eat McDonald's and all the rest of the kids can't eat no fucking McDonald's? So you know I get food stamps on the 11th. Three kids that ain't mine. Three kids that ain't mine. What yeah, like? they're his siblings. You knew what you was getting into when you had a baby with me. No, the I did. Yes, you did. Man, you, you ain't expect me to take care of my kids. Okay, but you still had a baby with me who have kids why? with other people. I still have other kids. Because I'm exposing everybody think you such a motherfucking good daddy. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're full of in this bullshit. You only come here with one fucking piece of food for one child. The child that's mine, silly. No, that's dumb that you can't feed the other kids. And a lot of women are now seeing that's actually found to be true. Because a lot of women are lonely and they are miserable, regardless of how much money they make, regardless of their boss ticket, that they are still lacking male companionship. For the latter part. Right? So let's say in theory that McDonald's skit thing was real. Alright, who was wrong? The mother or the father? Okay, suppose that you were married, or let's say a woman was dating or in a relationship. Okay, Mariah Carey, for instance. Her and they kind of split up is, you know, everybody expecting Mariah Carey to buy McDonald's for all, what, 13 or 17 of his kids. Um, that you can't feed the other kids. Don't feed nobody at all. Then he can't take that. He can't eat it. Maybe if you had one or two, 
I can like, you know, maybe. You got, it's four, it's three extra kids. What the f***? You all like going to my motherfucking account, spending money on those, all those kids. Them, them, them not my kids. Them are your kids' siblings, though. Dumb. So that's, that's, that's what you going to go with? That's the one you going to Those are your f***ing kids' siblings. They my, they my, so that means yeah. I care them. So don't, Where's no, I didn't say you have to take care of them. You can bring them something to eat if you bring one something to eat. I bring them food every other day. What do you mean? Like exactly, but you don't never bring food for the other ones. You know I get my food stamps on the 11th. You know I get my food stamps on the 11th. 11th. Okay, but I'm saying we share the same kid as well. Absolutely. So if you want to, you if you feel like I feel away about eating, Take him in the room and let him I'm go. not taking my kid or in the room. Him down to the car. He ain't even got. He ain't even put his brother to sleep. Come right out to the car and eat with me. No, you know no. You know what? Fine. Give it here. Thank you. Give it here. Give it here. Give it here. Done. Done. He ain't eating this. Because you ain't bringing up for all the other kids. You stupid, stupid. Selfish is a like you're dumb as hell. You're dumb as hell. He not finna eat that. Dumb. Dumb. He not finna do that. You can't do it for all. Don't do it for none. I mean, would everybody look at it like that and look at it in an equal perspective as if, well, she's going over there to free her kids and she know he has kids too by other women. Is she should she has the money? What's wrong with her? You know, she could have brought them food too. But why do people feel as if it's other individuals' obligations to fulfill someone else's needs, desires, and or wants? And that's the whole thing that where I'm coming from with this whole McDonald's skit because men aren't giving a fair deal regardless of how many men women say that yeah you know we got your back but men are still fending for themselves working the most dangerous jobs dying of the highest suicide rate getting killed you know gunned down in the streets uh doing prison time long long prison terms i mean think about it why is there or why are there more men incarcerated than anything more black men than anything in america and we make up the smallest population with 12 to 13 percent hmm? see everybody says it's a system just how they blame this whole roe v way thing with once again tampering with the 14th amendment you know, that thing was put in place, the thing, the Constitution, that amendment, the 14th Amendment, was put in, in place, like, back in the 1970s. 60s or 70s, they've been doing with that whole Roe v. Wade for a long time, saying that women have equal, right, equal rights to do whatever they want with their bodies. I'm not saying I'm pro-life, I'm not saying I'm pro-choice. I'm not a woman. That's not my place to even say, hey, now, if I plan to have a child with the woman, she is my wife. Then, yeah, we're going to have a, a serious problem if we don't both agree to something like that. You know, I mean, but you should plan for your children in the first place. <clears throat> so a lot of people is like, hey, well, what if a woman is violated or what if she's too young or this, that, and the third? What is how I mean, how is that fair? Now, they already stated in the beginning, if certain things were to transpire there will be those exceptions to the rule but if you're living in new york state why is that such a big deal anyway you're not impacted by it right so you know they have this whole sisterhood but that's not fair well the woman that doesn't want to be burdened with a child even though she made the decision to do so that's not fair to her either 
some people say, well, it's not fair to the child. But then they get into this whole thing of when is a fetus technically considered at one point to actually be a, a, a fetus with, with a heartbeat. So you go into the whole physics of these things. Now, abortion's been going on since ancient times. Ancient times. Let's say go back 30, 50,000 years. But in the 1960s and 70s, this is when they decided to, to tamper with things. See? And then you get into all these restrictions, all these uh, statutes and everything that will actually somewhat hinder a person's decision-making process. And within the human nature, human rights, I don't feel as if anyone should tell anybody what they should do with their, their well-being. Because kids are very expensive. And you do have some women that are put in very, very bad situations. And sometimes men are put in bad situations in the same essence because some men don't want to be fathers. But a woman could say, hey, guess what? I am still going to have this child. So it's not just a woman to think about here. However, if you look at the child support system, right, and you look at the majority of men that are paying child support, this look at it. Take take a look and see that the majority of the men paying child support are, are African Americans, which make the less less money in regards to the average earning income. They say that uh, in recent times it's forty three thousand a year for African American male, where is you know whereas a European is somewhere around forty seven to fifty thousand. But the majority of the men, eighty seven percent of the men, are paying child support. 87.7%. Similar to like the the, uh, the citizens of, of the uh, federal uh, conviction rate and all that stuff. They, they serve like 87.7% of their time in the feds. But see, a lot of these laws that are enacted, especially within Congress, though, these laws, they, they all have what we know is the, these motives, these uh, hidden agendas. In the African-American community, the leading cause of poverty are children born out of wedlock. So let's say you do stop these these women from doing so. It's going to be repercussions of one or two things. Well, I would say three. Number one, you decide to keep it, be a single mom. You struggle, obviously. You turn to the system. They got you. Or they got you again with your, with your third or fourth child. They got you. Or they'll try to have you give your child up for adoption to, let's say, same-sex couples, marriage couples, or whatever the case is. They can't have children, but yet they would do that in a sense to say, hey, guess what? Since we have all these African-American, you know, women leading this whole abortion thing, this is what they say, though. We're just stopping from getting abortion. So that way they have one or two choices. Either you get married before you have a child or you continue to have a child and we'll just keep them in the system and we'll just rack up on child support. Child support is a multi-billion dollar industry. But if an average salary black man, I mean, excuse me, if the average salary of a black man is $43,000 a year. And suppose he were to get a woman pregnant, right? Then they start garnishing his wages. That's going to push him too. Damn near hitting the level of poverty. You know, I mean, it won't be like the twelve or 13000 but they're going to at least take like 33% of his annual income. And that's roughly $12,600 a year. That's before taxes. You know, this man has a life, but guess what? He slipped up and had his fun and didn't think about the consequences and or repercussions. 
You know what I mean? Or maybe they used protection and somehow it was defective or whatever happened. And next thing you know, here's a not unwanted, but a child wasn't planned for. Tell you folks, the family court system is one that is not in favor of men. You know, and I'm not trying to make it seem like that guy was a saint in any way, but come on, man. Come on. Mm. Party of one, party of one. That was a call that needed to happen. It was kind of off topic. I'm going to go a little bit longer. Party of one. Ladies, you don't want to end up being a party of one. You don't want to end up with stuff like Diane Carroll. When I showed you Diane Carroll, that was a beautiful woman being driven around in a limousine in a fur coat alone. Between a man and a woman, you and I will never know all the stories. And even if we do know all the stories, I don't care. When you have kids, the father, the mother, let me say this. I know men who have walked away from their fam from their kids because the mother was making them crazy. But it has to be said that the man's still paying the support. So he's not a deadbeat. He just can't deal with you. And unfortunately, the child support system has been is able to be used punitively by women. To whose benefit? To whose benefit? The result is who suffers from that uh, consequence is the parents or the child. And then that's when you come into this whole abortion thing. People move in a reckless manner, but then they don't think about the end result, the outcomes or anything. Based upon their actions, they just do this thing what they call having fun. You know, and a lot of people get caught up having fun, especially in the system, whether you go to prison, whether you lose a job or get hired, you got to get on certain services and they give you all these rules. And I guess whatever else they tell you to do, you do it. If you don't do it, you get, you get cut off, you lose your benefits, whatever you get. There's always a hidden motive to that. And it's a reason why they will help women a whole lot faster than they would help a man. And they are both in the same position. Let's say they both are high school graduates. They both at least have associates. And let's say they both have two kids. But that man, he would be on, he would be put on the waiting list a whole lot longer than that woman. Actually, they would help her damn near right away. But yet he's expected to pay all this money in child support, though. That's if he don't have his kids. But that's just what they do. So either they do that. Rack up more money within a child support system because, see, if you think about it, right, a lot of men and women, it doesn't matter what race you are. They have had a falling out due to this whole child support thing anyway. There go your family dynamics, right, of a two-parent household, of a two-income household. See, a lot of people aren't thinking about these things because they're thinking about themselves. And that's what a lot of irresponsible people do. Me, 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 me. It's about me, 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 me. I want, I want, this is what I'm going to do. But now look at the position that you're in now. You have to make a choice in regards to a whole nother life. That stems from you and your fun with another person. So yeah, if they were to do something like that, a lot of black women will be upset. They're going to be angry. They're going to be mad. Huh? And just in general, any woman would be. Especially if they feel, hey, listen, this is my body. I have a right. And yeah, I understand that. But just think about the, the motive, though. 
It's not just stopping women from, from having abortions. It also has something to do with these supremacists feel as if they're, their race is dying off. They admitted this shit. You know, especially when they had the, the uh, shooting in uh, Buffalo, that top shooting, they had that one. You know, I don't know what stemmed from the whole shooting in Texas. Well, all them kids, you know, God rest their souls, as well as the top um, victims as well. God rest their souls, and I pray for their families. They have my condolences as well. But they never stated what's, why that happened like that with that teenager that used to go there. or I'm not sure if he had still attended there or he went there or dropped out. I don't know what the case was and went back and just had a vendetta. But they were familiar with who he was, and I, I would assume that he was a prior student. But then when you look at these type of things, they change the gun laws and make them more harsher, more strict. And then they're going to do like this more severe, like background check to check out if you had like a youthful offender. You know, you had one of those cases sealed up and everything. They're going to dig back and all that because it's intended to counter the recent Supreme Court ruling, which allowed people to carry a concealed handgun in New York for personal protection. Sharon Crowley joins us now to break down exactly what this new legislation does. Sharon. Yes, yeah, Steve, these new gun laws prohibit carrying concealed weapons in crowded places like Times Square and the subway. It also imposes new restrictions for getting a handgun license, and that includes a review of the applicant's social media. Our state will continue to keep New Yorkers safe from harm, even despite this setback from the Supreme Court. New York Governor Kathy Hochul is signing legislation to strengthen gun laws and bolster restrictions on concealed carry weapons. She called Albany lawmakers back for a special session after the U.S. Supreme Court struck down New York's concealed carry law. The governor and Democrats who control the legislature creating a list of so-called sensitive places where concealed weapons would not be allowed. I believe we have hit that mark and will make New York safer. Weapons would be prohibited in Times Square on public transportation, schools, libraries, daycares, playgrounds, parks, zoos, places of worship, hospitals, and all healthcare facilities. The ban also applies to government buildings, sporting and entertainment venues, and places where alcohol or cannabis is consumed, and in businesses unless the owner posts a sign allowing concealed guns. Getting a concealed carry permit would now require 15 hours of training at a firing range, background checks for buying ammunition, and handgun applicants would also need to provide information from social media accounts dating back three years to flag any dangerous behavior. Sometimes they're telegraphing their intent to cause harm to others. And we saw that in Buffalo. New York state senators and state assembly members spent hours debating during this special session. I think it is unconstitutional. I think it will be challenged. Republicans repeatedly objecting, saying these restrictions punish law-abiding gun owners. I think it really is going to criminalize um, people who should not be criminalized and at the same time uh, not address the sincere problems with violence that we have in our communities all across the state. Well, the governor and lawmakers also reacting to the Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade. They passed a resolution to add language to the state's Equal Rights Amendment, making it against the law to discriminate against pregnancy outcomes and reproductive health care. Lorraine, Steve. Hi, Sharon. Thank you. This one person or these two children, these teenagers decided to go crazy. That's what they want you to think. But if you think about it, this racial tension is really building up. 
And the more strict you make the laws, obviously, the more you're going to impact a certain group of people based on their lifestyles. But how many African-Americans would you really believe they would actually start issuing pistol permits to? CCWs, FFLs. Huh? You really think they're going to let that happen? They don't, they don't even want us to be equal. And then you get into this whole thing about this, this reparations. Something that was enacted well before a certain president decided to come in and say, hey, you know what? We're just going to wipe this bill out of Congress. We're not even going to have this put back on the table until they recently decided to do something about it now. But they discuss programs. And I found that ironic because other countries are given reparations to the descendants of, of violence, slavery, whatever the case was, the Holocaust, China. Uh, the government even paid China their reparations back in 1988. It didn't specify one amount, but I, I think it was around something maybe close to $20,000 per individual. And when I say government, I mean the government of the United States of America. I don't know whatever the case was, but they done it. But that whole 40 acres and a mule, and that's a crack of bullshit. Because if, we, if you look at the value of that today, that would be damn near hitting close to 600 to a million dollars. And you can't say, hey, we're just going to get this family and this is no, no, no. No, we descended. So that meant that my ancestors were impacted. My ancestors had kids. All their kids were impacted. They were lynched. Their kids was lynched and, and, and slain and all the other stuff. No, it's going to be for every African-American that was born during around a certain period of time. Once our descendants started getting you know, lynched and all this other crazy bullshit. And this is what they do. Well, we just offer them programs. See, this whole equality, when it comes to this whole wealth transfer, because, see, this is where they're supposed to have stemmed from. And they're like, oh, no, 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 we're not going to do that. So what are we going to do? We're going to take $35 billion. We're going to send more of that over to Ukraine. And we're going to allow their refugees and people to come over here so that way we could fill back the European population. That's what they really want to do. Because if we get them over there, they don't really care about their ethnic background. They're just concerned about the skin color. And I'm bold enough to say because this is what's happening. A lot of people can sit there and try to turn a blind eye to it. But one thing about a person that's very observant and don't really talk unless they want to and or feel a need to. And listen, we're not going to waste our time telling you our crack of bullshit. We're going to tell you exactly what it is, because why would you send over thirty five billion dollars to Ukraine, regardless of what treaties they have, NATO, whatever the case is? You're supposed to have been number one, issuing out more stimulus to your own citizens. Number two, they've been had that thirty five. They had five billion set aside to start off with this whole reparation things in the beginning. Ice Cube and all of them people, the NAACP, they always discussing this stuff. And there was another organization called Black Freedom. For, I forgot the name of it. But it, there are more of them that really was like putting into this thing and say, hey, listen, this is what we can start doing. Then they figured they can pass this whole marijuana law thing in New York and give the first hundred licenses to people who were convicted of this and that. But they got to have a business for two years, a profitable business for two years, and they got to pay a two thousand uh, dollar fee. And it's not refundable. And then if you were to get your license and everything, then you got to pay your agricultural, you know, your agriculture degree. I mean, a license thingy. And they want to charge two hundred ten thousand dollars for that. And only ten thousand, you know, you know, you'll get your money back. But they want to keep ten thousand dollars of that. Yeah, and 50 
of those licenses goes to like other people other than the people who were impacted by this whole drug law thing with this marijuana see that's see that's what they do anything that's going to bring people of color up to an equal level when it comes to wealth they're going to throw a monkey wrench in the program and slow everything down just think about it they never wanted us to be free anyway so why even look at africans in america as equals we got a caller coming in let's see what jason gotta say see what he talking about with um hey. marijuana and dispensary delivery and all that yes sir and uh it's not the laws are not set up to be fair period Mm-hmm. They're not right. by any means mm-hmm. because the people that run the dispensaries, delivery services, the amount of money that it takes to get bonded, licensed, and then you have to get just even get a cleared to get a license. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of money. It's about a million dollar setup. Yes, it is. And the and the gov- and there are certain lawsuits right now that are going on against the government because the fair dis, dis- distribution of wealth and uh, business is being violated because certain states have uh, made it excessively expensive and not fair and equitable to anyone who wants to be um, growing it or dispensing it, delivering it. Because in California, there's like, I think there's three different licenses. Mm-hmm. There's cultivation, there's uh, brick and mortar and uh, dispensary or uh, delivery. Right. There is another one. Uh, for marketing and promotion, but I don't really think that's a license. It's more like just kind of like a a certificate that right. you can market it. But but if you look into uh, the organizations and the laws as they were written when they legalized it, they priced people out. Mm-hmm. So yeah um, as far as the other stuff, I don't really have too much of a comment. I mean, I'm Mexican, but the, the reparations was, uh, in the last election, was mentioned because it was to get voter turnout. Yeah. People, POC, people of color. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean just black people, but also uh, Latino, mm-hmm. uh, Asians. Uh, it was to drive their, uh, their numbers in and show a perspective that they could regain control in the Democratic Party. I'm not Republican or Democrat. I'm independent. Right, me too. So they use these... They, they raise these ploys to uh, get people's attention. And if you notice, every election year, they always stir the pot. There's always something happens that's really horrible to people. I mean, when George Floyd happened, didn't anyone think we were supposed to be shut down and like we're going through a pandemic? No, they didn't care because it wasn't real enough for them to do something. Then they try to uh, control people and say, well, the numbers are so outrageous because they protested. Well, that's not true because they didn't have an accurate test at that time. Right. So it's like, I don't know. I feel that when it comes to the government, it's the people aren't in the best interest. It's always business. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I definitely agree. But I really appreciate it, but, Jason. Yeah, I mean, go ahead. Yeah, but I do recognize uh, the whole community of POC because I'm a part of it, believe it or not. Right. I mean, me being as Mexican, I mean, like, my people are are put in cages still to this day. Right. And we're still treated like secondhand citizens because 
most of the Mexican community doesn't say nothing. Mm-hmm. But because they'd rather work, they're just like, look, we don't want to cause any problems, but it's changing. You know, because we're always being accused of being illegal. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's crazy, man. So yeah. Yeah. That, I that, just wanted to add that to your content. Oh, I appreciate it, Jason. Anytime, man. You always feel free to join in. And you know, I, I respect your, you know, your your insight and everything. You know. I, I would ask you a question though. Sure, go ahead. You're Mexican, and I, I believe it or not, I do have a lot of Mexican friends, but they're very traditional, so I, I'm not lucky enough to have a Mexican wife yet. I got to make a little bit more money. <laughs> but no. <laughs> but seriously, though, right now, far as in the uh, Mexican community, right now, the women, are there more modern women or, or traditional women? And you would say based on where, where you are. Uh, that's a tough question. I mean, a lot of the modern women here, I don't think they're really, I don't think they want to have families or anything. I think they just want to be themselves. Ooh, party of one, party of one. That was a call that needed to happen. Uh, traditional Mexican women are family oriented, but it's really hard to say um, what tradition now is because it's constantly changing because we have so many tools, technology. We have so many things that can make your life easier. So I don't know. It's ever changing, man. That's all I can say. Yeah, it is. It's a lot. <laughs> right. <laughs> and what I'm saying is a lot of men is kind of staring away from the whole marriage thing, dating thing and everything. Yep. I'm just trying to see because I know it's a lot of men. You know, going through this whole thing, whereas they like, man, listen, it's not even worth it anymore. Getting married for what? Like, you know what I mean? Because of the dynamics of, of dating is so misconstrued, whereas, you know, it really meant something back then. You know, people are dating two and three people at one time, whereas before, like you said, it is changing. It was just a one on one thing, no distractions. And like you said, once again, the tools. And you know, involving technology, the internet, all these dating apps. I mean, people are really put in the in the options, you know, category nowadays. Versus, yeah. you know, I'm just going well, to be that's why, one person. That's why I started doing man to man voices and stories because I want to research, you know, sacred masculinity because the the distribution of of men and women and having healthy relationships is really offset right now. And that mean that affects everybody, our beliefs, how we treat each other, um, how we talk to each other, how we see things, how not to be offended, when to be offended. People are more sensitive now than they ever were, because um, one of the reasons is lack of resilience and lack of character. I you know do. when to like not speak up and when to speak up. It's a very complicated thing, and there's a lot of men who they're confused. Hmm. They're devalued, and uh, that's that's another talk for another day. Yeah, because uh, I would like you to shout out your podcast because I, I like the sound of that. Um, once again, um, shout shout out your podcast. Yeah, it's a uh, man to man voices and stories. I do it once or twice a week on here on Wisdom, and um, yeah, I I'm only interested in helping men rediscover, you know, their place in society and not to feel that they're displaced or not having value because it's to me, it's a bunch of bullshit. Mm -hmm. You know, 
there's too many young men, young boys, staying young boys and not understanding how to navigate and how to deal and how to even look for a relationship or find a partner and not be afraid of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've been in a relationship for seven years. I'm, I'm 49. So for me, I've already gone through the, the rodeo too many times, but, uh, you know, I've got my, my place and I've got my things, but that doesn't mean I don't care. I, I want men and women to appreciate each other and, and stop being gaslit over every thing that's supposed to make you reactive, you know? Right. I agree. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, just so you know, I did have Jason on a prior talk before, but I just had him shout his yeah, podcast out so that you guys can know exactly, you know, who he is and what he do. So just remember to check him out, ladies and gentlemen, show him some love. Yeah, thanks for letting me come on up. I'm going to um, go back into the audience. So I've, I've been sick for the last two days, so I'm just going to enjoy your talk for right now. All right, Jason. Thanks a lot. Yeah, no problem. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, ladies and gentlemen, um, anybody else want to hop in on the topic? Um, the McDonald's skit, uh, Roe v. Wade, if you feel that you are a woman who would be impacted, even, even a guy. Because like I said, there are men who are made fathers, even though they don't want to be fathers. You know, a woman can give a child up for adoption and just give up her parental rights, whereas a man can't. He doesn't have that option. So equality, is it really about fairness? Or is it about money? Jason and I just touched on this thing in regards to money. Is that what it just boils down to as why the system isn't really too concerned about protecting men. Got another caller coming in. Hey, Peter, how's it going? Good evening. Good evening. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Great. Enjoying your talk here. Um, When you mentioned equality, that kind of triggered something in me, so I thought I'd... uh, join in and maybe share a few words. Hey, hey, the floor is yours, buddy. The floor is yours. Yeah, I think, you know, equality is kind of the root of the issue because um, we all have roles and those roles don't diminish our purpose, power, even authority. I mean, you know, we all want to be equal, but I think uh, ultimately we all have to play our role and be happy with who we are. And I think, you know, we can't truly be equal, but that's a blessing. I mean, you know, if we were all equal, we would all look the same. We would all act the same. We would all have the same jobs and make the same amount of money. And um, that wouldn't be a very exciting life. So the, cause you said- Are you, you asking the question, why are the men who are not running the infrastructure needed? Correct. Uh, well, the men d- term them as necessary because those are our replacements. Those are the people who come in to do the job. See, there's always going to be somebody at the front of the peloton and at the back. See, men understand that we need each other and we're willing to do these jobs. Just like on the island, there were guys who hunted, there were guys who built fixed, fixed nets. But we never tried to act as though one were greater than the other. We understand we need one another. Women try to act like everybody's equal. And that you can all do it on your own. The reality is this, man, women in this country, in this world, you're running on override. Men have provided a world of plenty enough to where you could even make this argument. And for the audience, I need you to remember something. A key point. 
this woman, and I'm going to bring out your color right now, this white woman first came in saying that you were having this argument with who? I'm sorry, it was an argument with a, I didn't hear the word you said. You know, whoever, you were having this argument with who earlier today? Oh, I was having, I was, no, it wasn't an argument. We were having a discussion about a discussion your discussion with whom? My boyfriend, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You got a man. Yeah. Thank you. I do. <laughs> I, that's all I'm trying to make. You got a man. So understand something. You can make these womanist arguments. You can make these equality arguments. But at the end of the day, you still got a penis in the house. And and hopefully you go home and use it because it sounds like putting up with you as nice as you may be, ma'am. You must be a piece <laughs> of work. Get out of here. Bye. She would have to laugh at that shit herself. Bye, Veronica. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's why I stress the whole equality thing out. Because there are roles. You know, a masculine role, a feminine role, but also leadership and cooperation. Unity. Being co-inter... I mean, you know, co-interdependent, you know? I mean, co-dependent when you live within each other, right? As one. Not as saying that a man has to specifically be like dealing with selective and conditional femininity. You have to make six figures or more or you have to be six feet tall or you got to be of this stature have this sort of clout whereas men are you know we're more simple we want femininity beauty you know preferably childless women cooperation as i said before friendliness chivalry you know those type of things but those are qualities a man would take a less attractive woman above all else as long as he get those five key elements do you think that, you know, that lacks a lot today within society? I'm sorry, say that again? I say, do you think a lot of that lacks in today's society, like women being feminine and men being masculine? Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's a, there's a, a distinct drive towards, towards a total equality. Like I said, I mean, where everyone's the same. There is no masculine and feminine there is no mm -hmm. man or woman mm -hmm. um, and that goes against unity and family and and what i said about roles and you know two people coming together to become one um but you know i think part of it too is that i've been thinking about recently um because i, I saw the um documentary what is a woman i don't know if you saw that no i haven't well, I'll check it out. Um, but basically, it basically goes to ask the question, what is a woman? And he goes to women's marches. He goes to professors. And no one can answer the question, what is a woman? And so it's interesting that, you know, we can no longer define even that role or any role. And um, mm -hmm. I think it's sad that women have ever thought that they, they didn't have power, that they didn't have authority, that they didn't have such a great responsibility and they felt like they had to leave you know the role that that they had the power of giving life uh raising and nurturing children to leave all that to to try to find something you know um that they thought would give them you know power and authority but um but in truth you know they, they gave up everything that they had um, I think that's sad, you know, for, for women. I think women are losing 
their rights more than they ever have in, in all of history. Right. Right. I agree. Because, you know, I, I support equality amongst people. You know what I mean? And I, I stress it a lot to women. You know, a lot of men be like, well, you know, it's a partnership. We're 50-50. And, you know, I'm a traditional guy. You know, I, I was a single father. I raised my own children on my own. You know, they're 19 and my son is going out 26 now. But, you know, we're not equals in, within men and women nature because men you know we leaders followers protectors we have to go and face the the dangers of society whereas in traditional you know that's how we protect our wives by keeping them home as well as protect them from themselves trying to go out into the workplace and they get discriminated against some you know something happened or they possibly get hurt themselves and then you know you have to look at it as well as who's you know raising the kids though so like you said, a lot of women did, in a sense, abandon their feminine roles, I would say, to become financially equal to men because they feel that the whole money thing is what gives men power. So that's what they want to do. They even move like men, have multiple sex partners and, and everything. Well, men can do it. Why can't we? Well, your value happens to decrease each time you sleep with a man and or possibly have a child. You understand what I'm saying? So a lot of women get upset. Yes. Some do understand. But, you know, I am a red pill guy and the manosphere is my, my, my society. And I just deal with the logic because it's not about emotions. It's about outcomes and results. And I stress that a whole lot. So like you said, a lot of people are thinking, you know, in a sense to whereas, you know, they feel it's okay to a band. Well, I won't say people, women feel that it's okay for them to just abandon the whole womanhood thing in search of equality not knowing that they already set in a good place now these women are trying to become boss chicks financially independent just from a man by living in fair scarcity scarcity excuse me or lack of trust to where they becoming more stressed than ever you know what i mean and that that impacts how they would correspond with with society being bitter, angry, tired, stressed out, lack of sleep. You know, you're working, you're coming back, dealing with the kids. I mean, it's a lot, but they signed up for that, you know, and that's where accountability well, yeah. to take its toll. You know, we are accountable. Unfortunately, they brought in. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Peter, you got. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, but they bought into the lie, so. You know, yeah, um, you can have equality <laughs> implies like like a certain I don't know sameness, right? I mean, the Bible says that woman was created as a reflection of man, so a perfect duplicate, right? right? Same but different, so that the two would come together and become one. And so, our idea of equality is measured by you know, things like wealth and power and, you know, and exactly they're missing the, the point that they always had power. They always had a great responsibility mm -hmm. that made them equal right. with man. Exactly. So they bought into the lie that they could find some kind of equality in becoming more like man, even changing their gender and becoming a man. Mm -hmm. And in that in that process they they've lost everything 
that is a an excellent point to make. I think a woman with a child cannot hunt for a woman with a child cannot hunt. She can't do anything. Exactly. So you require the men. Men don't require that. Men have to be able to sustain themselves. So you're, 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 you're breaking your own argument just in a state of nature. Well, a mother cannot make listen. A mother, a mother cannot produce milk, keep milk flowing, hunt, and take down enough prey to keep lactating and protect her child at the same time. She's going to have to leave that child somewhere. Mm-hmm. That crying child is going to be left somewhere to nature and predators. So isn't there an argument to be made then for the tribes in the Amazonian and in and, and, and certain parts the of Africa? Amazonian? You mean yeah, fiction? Right. Well, thanks to the feminist movement, that's that's what happens. <laughs> well, yeah. Sad to say, but true, but that's, I mean, you know. But then again, it could be how they're they're raised. It, it's it's taught though. It's not, and it's also a learned behavior. It's not a sole decision from them just being a kid and not experience these things. This is something that was handed down through the fear of their parents. You know, this you can do it alone. You don't need a man for this. Or the guys feel as if women aren't being women. So why even be? this good guy and they're just going to do whatever they're doing and women are going to do the same thing so people are just going to be driven further apart as long as they remain stagnant and, and ignorant don't educate themselves on what is a man and the question that you asked what is a woman we need to know those things about each other to determine who we are ourselves to say hey this is in fact a woman or hey this is in fact a, a man you know what I mean? And not have so many expectations on what a man should be or what a woman is. You know, you understand what I'm saying? We, yeah. We can learn from each other. Tell each other who we are. That's how we learn. Listen to each other. And be rational about it. Yep. Amen. <laughs> All right, Peter. Well, thanks for joining my talk. Is yeah, anything, thank you. Um, you have any podcasts or any YouTube channels you want to shout out? Yeah, I do the Our Heavenly Father podcast. Our Heavenly Father podcast, everyone. All right, check Peter out. Thank you, Peter. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this concludes my show. And this is your host, Nigel McKnight of Sigma Male Diaries. Some of you might like what I say, but then again, some of you might not. But I don't give a fuck. And I really don't. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, y'all stay safe and be blessed and enjoy the 4th of July weekend. And I'm out.